Hi, and welcome to the She Mentors podcast. My name is Ali, and I'll be interviewing some of Australia's best female entrepreneurs and women in business. In today's episode, I'll be discussing all things video content with String Nguyen. She was the producer of award-winning Snapchat channel, Women in Tech, and now she's been recognized as a top voice on LinkedIn, and she's grown her following from 900 to over 24,000. She's famous for her fried chicken, which she'll tell you all about, and she's used this as a really unique way to drive engagement on LinkedIn. So in this chat, she shares her top tips for creating video content and reveals some of the highs and lows of becoming famous, which she is now. It was a really fun interview, and I hope you get lots of actionable tips for creating video content. String, thanks for being on the She Mentors podcast with me. I've been following your LinkedIn journey for some time now and absolutely love all the video content you're putting out there. So do you want to maybe start with a little intro about you and how you became a top voice on LinkedIn? It's actually been a year since I actually jumped onto LinkedIn video and then became top voice within three months. Um, but I realized that, like, this is not the first time I did video, but I've been doing video since like Meerkat days, which are like three, four years ago. And I just like happened to develop a formula, something that I know that works. So what, so you were on Meerkat before. Could you Mm -hmm. just give us a bit of background into how your video career sort of evolved? Like I started with like doing like a nine to five job. And I realized how boring that was because I didn't really align with my creativity. And I had to go back to creativity again. So I like jumped as being an artist. And um, that's where String Story came about because like um, I was creating all these like uh, art installation to connect people time and place together through string and then like I realized being an artist wasn't sustainable I don't want to be a full artist forever so then I jumped into Meerkat because I was really good at social but within six months of doing these videos I realized that uh, all you have to do is create a channel create a community and create content that is relevant to the community and what happened was like I kept on growing to become the top 20 user worldwide and had 44,000 followers. Whoa, so you're in the top 20 users worldwide and had 44,000 followers. That's pretty impressive. So what did you learn from that? That I should learn how to like grow and distribute that contact audience somewhere else because then being reliant on one platform means like um, your business can die with it as well. And so then when you jumped across to LinkedIn and you had that amazing... Um, momentum yeah. yeah what what was your next steps after that so did you think oh wow LinkedIn's going to be a great platform for me well I kind of knew that because like it had like all the um resources like a big audience very few people know how to create content or stand out and uh I had like um so what I did was clean up my profile really quickly and started um creating a content strategy plan to post mm-hmm. twice a day and what was the objective um, of it? Were you like, I want to grow my audience or did you want to sell a product? What was your objective? No, my objective was to be a channel. Mm. And then like same formula, build a community, build a channel, create content that's relevant to me. And everyone wants to know how to like use LinkedIn or LinkedIn. Yeah, it's very hot at the moment. What are the first steps then, would you say, for someone who wants to put a video on LinkedIn or YouTube? I actually think like a lot of people jump in there too soon, but they really need to like either like you either jump into it and learn as fast as possible and optimize, or you become a little more strategic about it. And it's like, what am what do I want to be known for? Position yourself properly. 
because if your video does go like you know viral or somewhere viral or you have like 100 people liking it how did you how can you leverage that off to build your next video and the third video video is something that builds familiarity so don't just give up over one video because you didn't have that like but think about what you want to be known for because then that way you can create content for that purpose in mind what do you want to be known for like being solving problems are you good at solving one particular problem talk about how you help people or like provide value on how you solve those problems so it's like a, like especially on linkedin it's all about positioning and what about the people that put a video out and they get zero likes maybe two views well, it's all about being strategic right like you know if you know how like trigger the algorithms then you know that what grabs people's attention like even just asking five of your friends to like your videos is a good way to like make sure that you don't have zero a lot of people just like um expect um instantaneous results by pushing one content but if you're not known for pushing content then you have to be more strategic about it and get ready like you know and say hey i'm gonna push video like that can you like it for me so for people that don't really understand linkedin and the algorithm what are some things they can do to kind of get people liking their videos drop um i would like um prepare everyone say i'm gonna drop a video next week can you be my first liker so like what private message people yeah or even just let people know or like talk about it so then like people know that you're doing these videos make yourself accountable and then when you're like ready, it's like, here, here's my first video. But don't do it like um, coldly. I feel like people have to prepare for it as well. So being doing that, like, will one, boost your confidence and put accountability into you. But also like make, set up expectations that you're doing this on a regular basis. Hmm. Would you advise people to kind of ask for that engagement by asking a question or asking people to comment? Oh, call to actions is really important. Like you should only do one call to action, but also you should probably also think about like doing one message, one video, one call to action. And always have a call to action because you have to like train everyone to become familiar with you. Um, so then people expect me to play fried chicken games. It's like drop a fried chicken if you want something. And people like would like to naturally just drop fried chicken just because they want to know what I provide for them. Mm. I love that. It just makes it fun, doesn't it? I think that's a really key yes. thing that you bring across. And in terms of how you record the videos, is it okay for people just to use their phones? Do you have this crazy setup now? No, because like I'm very lucky because like uh, when I do production and it requires high production, of course, like I will like set that up. But when you're like doing social videos and you're starting out, like, just use your mobile. Just make sure that it's not like shaky like this because it makes people dizzy. <laughs> she's quite, she's shaking me around on the camera right now guys <laughs> you are making uh, it busy. <laughs> <laughs> uh make sure like your face is like set out really nice and people are visual pe- pictures but like i'm using fried chicken to hide my like no makeup face at the moment <laughs> oh you look lovely it's a thank you and you do too thanks so with the video, just a couple of more questions around that. How long should a video be on LinkedIn specifically? And should it be different from what you put out on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook? Social video is interesting because on LinkedIn at the moment, what's popular are not product-based ones, but people talking about information because people want to learn. People want to connect with people who are doing business. So you should probably drop it like no more than three minutes. Um, but people will tell you if they like their content by asking questions relevantly in the comments. 
So if your um, keynote is like something with only the first minute, that means like only people are paying attention in the first minute. Mm. Um, so three, don't go like one minute if you're starting out. But if you do a, six, a series of six-minute videos, go for it. But I find that it's like two-minute, two, three-minute videos are doing really well. And that's across all platforms? Mm. Instagram stories, Instagram is only one minute. Twitter is two and a half minutes. Um, Facebook doesn't like you could do it as long as you want and the maximum one is like 10 minutes on LinkedIn Mm. okay great I think there's some really good tips there and talk to me about fried chicken (laughs) um what what do you think stand out more like my fried chicken or my videos or my content I love the fact that you talk about fried chicken because it's so different (laughs) <laughs> so you use these little emojis. She uses these emojis, uh, fried chicken emojis, in within her content. And I was like, why is this girl using fried chicken in her LinkedIn content? And she and right now she's wearing this awesome cap which says fried chicken on the front. She's just rocking it. And that's actually something that <laughs> drew me to you. I thought, oh, how interesting that like, she's using emojis. She's talking about fried chicken. So talk to us about where that came from and how you've managed to draw that into your content strategy because I think it's genius. Well, I always like chicken, but I was talking about this with my book editor because we were talking about, like, oh, Shring, where did you, like, start to learn realizing fried chicken was a thing? And I think it's when I knew, like, I had a validation where every day someone would send me fried chicken stories every day around the world because I took, like, I food fried chicken parties. Um, I kind of, but everyone kept on, like, talking about fried chicken with me as if they didn't want to talk about business. They just want to talk about fried chicken with me. So I knew that, like, I became something relatable or, like, a walking meme or that because, like, people just want to talk about fried chicken with me because it's funny and they uh, and life was too serious and they just want an excuse to laugh. So then I just, like, okay, I'm just going to really embrace this fried chicken thing. Um, and I, now, like, I play fried chicken games and then people are like, what's this fried chicken emoji game <laughs> that I throw? And I call it this, the fried chicken effect because people would kind of, like, feel compelled to be part of this um, whole experience as well and can you give an example of of one of those games that you play on linkedin so people who don't know you understand what that is so it's like um what i do is like i create short videos and um because the algorithm wants comments and everything like that and because i did vidcon i said hey if you want a presentation deck drop a fried chicken in the comments below even vegans play it they say i'm a vegan can i have the deck <laughs> <laughs> or like, can I have a vegan fried chicken, please? <laughs> like, so like even vegans want to play it because like I think I'm providing value for value. They get entertained. They get something out in exchange for like dropping fried chicken, which is like high value. And uh, and it also cements my like branding or seeds the branding about like how I do fried chicken as well. Mm. Um, it's just a great way of like grabbing attention but providing value. Mm, well, it certainly does that because you – how many followers do you have on LinkedIn? I grew within one year 900, which I call it zero, to 25,000 organic as well. I only have about 3,000 connections. Wow, that's And you're one of them, Ali. Yay, I'm one of them. I think I've got like (laughs) a few hundred followers, so I'm at your zero. Um, But that's incredible. That's such huge growth. And with that, like how have you grown your business? Because like you said, you've got String Story. How has that kind of impacted you? And what are you doing with all of that now? Well, like I, I was able to leverage that office to build up my global brand and travel around the world and pick up um, consulting gigs at the same time. 
and because of that, I got uh, went and did a lot of video conferences, and people asked me to cover as like a video reporter, and I got to interview Gary Vee and join one of these like Gary Vee is like a known as like a social media influencer, I guess, mm. and. Uh, but, like, I've been able to, like, leverage it off and to travel around the world without my global network at the same time. And did it always come naturally to you, being on video? No. I hated being on video. I, uh, actually, I find that, like, being on video, it feels like you go, it's almost like putting the mirror to yourself. And if you don't like yourself, it's just going to be, you know, amplified even more. So you become super uncomfortable with being mirror. You have to remember, like, it's one-on-one experience. So the person feels that energy. So if you become super uncomfortable, you make them feel awkward watching you. Like, the first one I did was, like, I started talking to as if I knew the person on the other side. It was just me talking to another person. Mm. That's good advice. Because I think a lot of people who consider doing video content are held back by what people will think of them. And I know LinkedIn, you can, well, any platform, you can get a lot of negative comments and people, you know, actually just trolling you. Have you ever had that? Yeah, I just throw fried chicken shades at them. (laughs) You know what's original? KFC. I like having spicy. (laughs) Right on point. And I wish I had more trolls because I like throwing fried chicken shades at (laughs) them. I was going to say, I don't think you would get that many trolls because you're very likable. And like you said, you have fun with it, which I think is really important. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I, I appreciate that because they say a sign of success is like haters. And I'm thinking, I don't want to be, it's not that I don't want to be hated or anything like that. I actually like being a troll. <laughs> <laughs> like being like cheeky about things. But mm-hmm. like I always wait for the day when I have a troll so I can throw fried chicken at them. <laughs> oh I love you you're like you're just crazy I think (laughs) that's why you're getting so many people following you and loving you um just going back to your story what have been like the high points and the low points for you so far what do you mean by the low point so you obviously had some huge successes have you had any times where you'd want to quit or give up or you've just felt like oh I can't do this anymore you know what's crazy I've been creating content for four years uh, since Meerkat every day. Like, even just written content. Like, I'm always doing something every day. And that's just a habit that I've done. So I realize I'm like a super extremist. So don't be like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think at the moment, like, um, I didn't like being dealing with the fame or some, like, for a couple of years, I had like, um, famous. Am I famous? And it was getting to my ego a little bit. And I didn't like that. So that's like kind of a low point. And when I realized that my friend said, you're kind of famous when people know you, but you don't know them. And I didn't like that because it's both. But that's why I'm like trying to like create my content as if I'm like um, relatable because people feel like they know me when they do videos. And they say that to me all the time. They forget to introduce themselves. It's like, hey, String, how you do, how's your, like, your mom when you're working like that? I hope like, she was sick. I hope she's okay. Or, hey, String, have you bought your mom a house yet? as if they knew me and I don't know them. So I kind of, like, I learned how to, like, um, just embrace it and, like, just accept it for what it was and just, like, have, like, you know, treat them as a friend straight away but also ask them for their names as well. Yeah, that's really nice. So you're very personal with it. I think that's what it is with videos. Like, people try to, like, pretend to be something else. But it's really hard to maintain a mask for one year when you're not that person. Mm. And have you got a good support network around you? So those moments that you do think, oh God, fame's getting to me or whatever, when you're feeling up and down, like, have you got a team now? How has that grown? 
it's not even a team. It's more like um, having like make like I think um, Anthony Bourdain kind of triggered me a little bit as well. His death like really triggered me. Um, and so like what I did was like, oh, do I have the necessary support? I'm not saying that I'm suicidal, but like, I see some very similarities between um, Anthony's pathway to my pathway in terms of like getting you know traveling around the world, meeting really awesome people, and uh, having fun geeking out and so because of that pathway like I actually had to remind myself and reach out to my friends and say um and remind them to look after me (laughs) like oh you have to create a support network around you because uh you know it's a learning path if you create like this like if you want to reach the best it could be very lonely Mm. Definitely. And how do you stay motivated? Do you, aside from your friends and your family and the people around you, do you listen to podcasts and books or videos? What's your... I'm quite lucky because, like, I, I'm surrounded with, like, people who are, who are better thinkers than me, so I reach out to them. And if I have questions, because I think everyone's different learning styles, and because I create content, I actually stop consuming content. So the only content that I've, like, um, started looking for is... Um, talking to people about things. So, like, if I want to learn about AI, I will, like, talk to the AI person in the field because hmm. they will, like, answer questions based on what I want to know, not what the book shows. Yeah, that's great. I think that's um, probably better than listening to a podcast because at least you get feedback from them, don't you? <laughs> yes, yes. And it's also, like, creating a conversation with them and it's also an opportunity to, like, um, have an interesting geek out. So that's why I do videos as well because then I get an opportunity to talk to them by recording so it provides value for their time. Mm. Yeah, that's great. And what do you have coming up in the next sort of 12 months? Because you've got so many things happening, haven't you? Like you've been nominated for 30 under 30 for Forbes Asia. Yeah, but like I had to reject that because I'm older than 30. Oh, no. (laughs) Did they not know that when they nominated you? It must be the fried chicken. It froze people off. Mm, you look very young. I said to, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I said to String Off Air and she said she'd published her book 10 years ago. I was like, how old are you? You look so young. Oh, so I haven't you... published it. It's like 10 years to the mark where if I publish it, it'd be the 10 year mark where like I, where String came about. Um, so it's like kind of like, you know, uh, I realized that like it's been 10 years since I started this journey. Yeah. Wow. Um, so what have you got coming up then in the next sort of 12 months? So um, I'm launching a book in November the 10th. I'm organising a fried chicken party. Of course. Um, it's called String Fried Chicken Story. It's very meta. Like if you've got String Story and then there's fried chicken. <laughs> 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 I'm, I live in that life. You do. Um, and you do coaching and I know you speak at a lot of events. Do you have any like well, online courses and things like that for video? Anyone that's interested? Yes. I have like um, masteryourvideo.com for anyone who wants to become the best version of themselves. And the great part of it is that it's, it has a community um, to give you real-time feedback on how to do videos as well, including myself. Oh, that's great. So people can go there if they want to learn how to do videos, which I'm sure a lot of my audience will. And where else can they find out more about you? Um, I just updated my website, stringstory.co. But I feel like if you want to know how I throw fried chicken to the world, they should just follow me on LinkedIn. 
Yes, I agree. Follow her on LinkedIn. She's absolutely fantastic on there. Um, producing so much good content and it's really good fun. So definitely do that. Um, well, thank you so much, String. It's thank been you. so lovely to see your little face and see your fried chicken hat. And I wish you all the good luck in the, in the future with everything and stay in touch. For sure. Thank you for again like inviting me to talk about fried chicken on your my, podcast. My pleasure. Thank you so much, String. I hope you enjoyed that interview with String. She's such a laugh. You should have seen her on the video. She was rocking around her room. She was shaking me. I could barely see her at times because her hat was pulled down so low over her eyes. She's super lovely um, and I really enjoyed interviewing her. And I hope you got lots of tips for creating video content. If you like that, please do go and follow her on LinkedIn, String Nguyen. Um, and String Story is her website. So please do go and check those out. Um, if you're in Melbourne, we'd love to see you at one of our upcoming events. We've also got workshops and some online courses. You can check those out at shemantors.com.au or you can jump over to Instagram and follow us at shemantors. Don't forget to give us a cheeky little review if you're enjoying these podcasts. Thanks again and see you next time.